All right, everybody, welcome back to the Human Door. Human Door. All right, you're with your man, JT, and we are powered by Yasagara. And uh, don't forget, I got my man, the producer. Yes. JB. Amplify family right here. Right. At Cosmo. At Cosmo. Nice. Cosmo Nice on Illinois. Illinois. I love that. <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> Illinois. All right. Oh, hey, funny. you know what, guys? I got the pleasure of bringing in um, someone I just met today by the name of uh, Michael Fiersick. And Michael is the pro- provider of a cigar lounge by the name of the Cigar Box. That's it. How many locations you got? We've got two. Look at that, man. And that's cool. He's that's all cool. over the place. That's cool. So that means you've got cigars. you got cigars. <laughs> We've got a few cigars. Right. Yeah. How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great. Fantastic. Doing great. Thank How you, you doing, man. John? For uh, I'm, I'm great, man. Thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having and, me. Uh, and, and also, you know, we invited uh, Dr. Jimmy Dix back on here because he's could a. We not? James, James, James. You know what? James Dix. But see, I remember you as Jimmy. But, yeah, I'm asking, yeah, yeah. but it's Dr. James <laughs> yeah. Dix. He's, he's going to throw everyone off with this Jimmy right. thing. That was, right. my, that was my gang name. That was, that was his gangster name. <laughs> You've grown since then. <laughs> and, and Jimmy loves cigars. So, of yeah, course, I yeah. definitely have to have him on here so he can uh, chop it up with uh, Michael and I. No doubt. Uh, this is going to be a great conversation i can't wait to get start but before we do that michael tell everybody what you're smoking i am smoking the drew estate undercrown Ooh. right here from cosmo nights in their humidor Ooh. very nice cigar yeah that's good. Good. more of a medium a profile me- okay right nice connecticut wrapper mm-hmm. okay that okay. that's that undercrown shade yes yeah, yeah. Yes. i i'm a fan of that that drew estate undercrown too now i don't know if anybody you know know the story about the undercrown um uh because uh, it, it was more like a, a, a cigar that was put together based on another cigar that Drew Estate has was the uh, the Liga Nine. Okay. And um, what happened was um, a, a lot of the rollers from Drew Estate they were smoking these Liga Nines, which is like Drew Estate's probably one of his top you know top line cigars. And he got to the point say, Hey, look, I can't sell them if you keep smoking them. <laughs> <laughs> So you know the rollers, they came up with a uh, with a similar blend to the Liga Nine, and they uh, they called it the uh, the Liga Undercrown. Oh man! And they they let uh, Jonathan Drew um, smoke that, and he loved it. He said, "Hey, look, put a band on it. We're gonna put this out there too." Yeah, yeah. And um, the uh, the Liga Undercrown is basically like smoking the Liga Nine with without the price point. Uh, it's a fantastic stick. Sure. And, uh, you know, Michael knows. That's why he's smoking oh, yeah. it right now. It's oh, yeah. good. I like yeah. it. I like it. I had to try that one. Oh, yeah. You got to try it. Try it. Like As a matter of fact, they have three. There's the uh, Undercrown Maduro. There's the Undercrown Sungrown. And then the, the Shade, which is the Connecticut that you're smoking. Yes. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> Boom. And I still don't know anything about cigars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michael. Tell us a little bit about you, man. To all well, our listeners out here. All right. 
Born and raised here in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah. Hoosier. Lifetime resident, never left. Mm-hmm. And uh, first time here at Cosmo Nights. Oh, I really? like okay. it. Met okay. a lot of great people. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Look forward to coming back. If you'll have me. I'm oh, yeah. You already in. Once you step your foot, you're already in. You're, 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 you're in already. There's nothing you can do about it. Even if you don't want to be a part of it, you're already a part of it. Oh, how you, well, how do you feel about that? I feel great. Thank <laughs> you. I'm, I'm honored, like I said. I'm oh, moving. fantastic. So um, now you have the shops. Tell us a little bit of how you get. How did you get started into cigars and, and um, or the first cigar you ever smoked that got you into it to say, hey, you know what? I want to open up some uh, some retail stores. Right. Well, well, my father and his business partner started the cigar box at 75th and Shadeland okay. back in 1997. Yeah. And I got into cigars back in the cigar craze and kind of got my dad also interested in cigars. And he and his business partner were at a wedding uh, and they were they had um, they had been with a company that uh, got bought out, and then that company went under, and they were trying to figure out what to do. And they were at a wedding, and they saw all these people's people, including women, smoking cigars back in the 90s. And they said, "Well, we like cigars. Why don't we open up a cigar shop?" So they started buying product and, and created a humidor in one of the bedroom closets mm-hmm. uh, of my dad's house, and. Uh, uh, just pulled together enough money to sign a lease at 75th and Shadeland and started the cigar store there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, built a loyal following of cigar mm-hmm. enthusiasts. Right. A uh, great community of guys who really just enjoy. We've got that lounge experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as much as they like cigars, they like coming together, talking, talking right. sports, playing euchre. Yeah. And uh, having, having great conversation. It's mm-hmm. all about the conversations, It's John. all about the conversation. That's I it. know Josh and I, we hit that conversation all the time about how this rolled up stick of tobacco brings people together oh, yeah. of all different walks of life, all different types of like religious belief, political beliefs, you know, uh, cultures, financial, whatever. Um, the, the love of, of the tobacco, of the leaf, brings us all together. And it is it's important. And, it's, and I think it's, you know, it's, it's needed, especially now, you know, when we're going through these particular times with with COVID, people staying home, and then the you know the protesting and things like that, uh, we need a break. That's it we from do. that stuff. We That's do. It. You know, we need although a break. even with the break, I understand the importance. Oh, it's, of the it's important, but we still have to live. We do. You know, we still have to live because every now and then you gotta uh, exhale, and, and I think everybody coming together. Uh, having great conversations about things, you know, with a cigar and a nice drink is therapeutic. It is. You know, it, it is. really is. Don't you think so, Dr. Oh, Dix? absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, my, my first experience with cigars, I was probably about probably about 15 years ago, I was in Phoenix, Arizona with my, with my two uncles, my, my dad's uh, two brothers. And they were smoking cigars in the what we call the poor man's basement, which is the garage. <laughs> and, I have one of those. And they and they they were smoking cigars, <laughs> and you know I, I said, hey, I said, what what is that? And I I got one, and and uh, you know the conversation that we had from that point um, was just extensive, and it, it, it was stimulating, and, and you know it just meant everything. Mm-hmm. And so from that time, I you know I, I just kind of identified different sticks that I enjoyed. I enjoy full body cigars. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm smoking a, um, a Alec Bradley Super Max right now. Yeah, it's a big boy. Yeah, it's a big boy, but yeah. but, but it's, just, it's not a full body. It's mm-hmm. more, you know. Uh, it looked like it is though. Yeah, but it's not. It's right. it's, it's, it's more medium, uh, medium to you know, max. Yeah. Is that a Maduro? 
Yes, it is. Yeah. I think. I mean, you tell me. Well, it, 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 looks, <laughs> it looks to like me, it looks like a Maduro. Yes, yeah, oily. Yeah. It looks like it's yeah, yeah. Uh, probably like a Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, probably. Yeah, yeah. But, it's just, you know, this it's, it's is probably one of my go-tos that I'll, um, that I'll smoke from time to time uh, when I have some... And I have a lot of time, mm-hmm. so I've been smoking on this probably for about. Um, I guess I've been at what a couple of hours now. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm not even in the uh, last third yet. No, you're not. It's, it's going to take you a while. My, my Cohiba Blue went in like thirty minutes. Thirty man. minutes. Look, <laughs> I'm smoking this this old world by um, uh, AJ Fernandez, and I'm almost at the rapper right now. Yeah. I mean, at at the band. So, um, but to me, that's the best part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the best part. Mm-hmm. So, um, Michael, tell us a little bit about. What it takes to to, um, to open um, the cigar lounges? Uh, does it take like a lot of paperwork, a lot of different license licenses, or yeah, not too much. Right. We uh, so we opened the Carmel store in October of 2018, and uh, really, aside from finding the lease and signing the lease, negotiating the lease, uh, getting our tobacco license uh, for that for that shop. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, things uh, aren't that difficult. Okay. And, and we, we already had our, of course, our road was paved by our fathers. Right. So, so, so. And, uh, and so that made it easier. It made it a little bit easier. So you didn't right, actually right. start it out by scratch yourself. It no. was kind of like. Well, that was Lou and Bill who right. started that out by scratch, yeah. scratching, clawing, yeah. putting it together. And uh, their, their whole, uh, they worked all of the shifts, the two of them. They didn't mm-hmm. have any employees. They knew all their customers by first name as right. they walked in the door. They introduced customers to each other and really created that loyal following and right. that community mm-hmm. of people to come together. And that's really what made the cigar store because we're more we're more than selling cigars. Right. We're, really, mm-hmm. we're really propping up a community of cigar enthusiasts. So. Okay. So did you put your personal stamp on it now, now that you're running it? <laughs> We did, and uh, my business partner Bill and I, uh, or Tim and I, Bill's son Tim, uh, we joke about the fact that maybe, maybe they think we're nuts, <laughs> right? But uh, expanding into Carmel, we completely uh, did a new interior uh, build out sure. and rebrand, mm-hmm. rebranded the logo. You know, we kept the core of the business and uh, the community and the following and, and everything that we're known for in terms of. Uh, really kind of honoring and appreciating uh, each individual that walks in the door. And we really kept that. And then we just threw a little bit uh, more up-to-date window dressing okay. on it. Uh, and then renovated the Shadeland store just recently to look like the Carmel store. Oh, okay. Uh, and just kind of create that more Starbucks-type feel mm-hmm. experience. But, again, keeping with the same, right. same fundamentals that uh, our father started with back in 1997. Okay, fantastic. Um, so what, what's your number one seller there we, at either one of the locations? We, so we sell a lot of Oliva. We sell a lot of Fuente. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are probably our top two. Oh, yeah. Uh, we sell, and we sell a lot of craft brands. So oh. my father, uh, okay. Drew Estate. Like the boutique uh, brands, uh, stuff like that? We sell a lot of the boutique, mm-hmm. yes, a lot of the boutique brands. And uh, we, we really want to reserve shelf, shelf space for those boutique brands, those smaller uh, craft brands, because they're putting out a lot of great cigars. And uh, um, there's just, it's kind of like the craft brewing industry. Right. There's, uh, there's a lot more room for new brands and uh, those creatives that uh, are coming together and putting together some really smoke, really good smokes at a really good, good price. Mm-hmm. We're not paying for the brand name of a Fuente or Cohiba. 
Right, right. So um, when, when a beginner comes into your shop and they come up to you and say, hey, you know, Michael, I'm, this, I'm a first-time smoker. Um, I need a recommendation. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what, what do you tell them or where do you point them to? Sure. Well, we're going to steer them towards something that's probably more on the mild to medium side if they're not, if, if they're not a cigar smoker. Uh, and then um, something on the more, um, you know, medium, lower to medium price point so they can try it. And if they don't like it, they don't have a heavy investment in it. Uh, and uh, so, um, you know, Brickhouse makes a great line of cigars. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And they've got everything from um, more of the mild, mild to medium Connecticut mm-hmm. uh, shade product to, um, I don't know if we've got, uh, Brickhouse might have a Maduro. Uh, but they definitely have some medium, more yeah. medium yeah. cigars yeah, I, I, in their I, Yeah, Brickhouse, well. they do have a, uh, a Maduro. I, and I know they have one uh, where it's it's all Connecticut. It's like Connecticut mm-hmm. binder, they wrapper, do. and filler. Yep, they yeah. do. And it's, a, it's just a great everyday starter smoke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that doesn't break your pocket. Though. All right. Jimmy, you look like you're having some issues over there. See, I was, I was getting ready to ask you, like, what was the first, what was your first cigar that you ever smoked? My first cigar was. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead. My, my, my first cigar was um, probably a Blondie. Acid Blondie. Uh, yeah, Acid Blondie because I, you know, you know, again, I, I didn't know much about cigars. Again, I saw my uncle smoking these, what I consider to be the Harley Davidson of, of cigars, mm. and 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 uh, and so for me, it was it was more of um, you know, let me let me give it a try. I mean, they they, they had they had a. I think they ordered like a sampler from you know from a from a retailer, and yeah, they, they had they had a, a blondie in. I, I tried that; it was kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't really care for it, and so I just kind of progressed over time with uh, just trying different cigars. And, and, and I would tell the listening audience: I mean, if you if you're new to cigars, you know, give give different cigars a try. I mean, Absolutely. I mean I mean, I mean, I mean, you have to try different things. I mean, some you may like, some you may not. But the bottom line is being able to uh, to, to to adjust your palate to right. um, you know what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Right. And when and when you try the cigar, try to try to try it with a conversation because a cigar may not be the best, but the conversation mm-hmm. could be right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then you go on to that next cigar. Because I had a three dollar cigar, but the conversation <laughs> made that cigar feel like I paid thirty bucks for it. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> like like one of the Padron nineteen twenty six or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think also, you know, being able to 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 understand what pairs well with the you know with the certain cigar is also important. Uh, again, with you know with the cigar I'm smoking now, it's a you know Alec Bradley Max uh, Super Freak. You know, I have uh, some Uncle uh, Uncle Nearest, right? Uh, you know, which is a bourbon, 1884, yeah, 1884, yeah. hundred proof. <laughs> and so and so and so it, it pairs well with it, um, and so it, it, it complements very well. Absolutely. Very now, nice. Michael, do you guys have alcohol at, at your spot? We do not. We oh. do not have an alcohol license. Uh, at, uh, at the Carmel shop, we've got a lot of customers asking about it. We mm-hmm. might explore that. Okay. But, uh, but no, we don't. Now, in, in Indianapolis, it's a little little tougher t- to get that to get. license. Yeah, I think yeah. that's anywhere. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially yeah, but, in Marion County. Yeah. Marion yeah. County, I think there's only three or four licenses, and you guys have one of them here at Cosmo Nights. Yeah. Uh, and then Burn and Sticks. Right. And... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and Nikki's, Bland, uh, Nikki Blaine's, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. so, and so, if somebody wants to open a, a cigar bar, I mean, they also they, all, they almost have to go outside of Marion County to do it. They do, unless you can get a license from somebody else that's yeah. ready to 
transfer it on. And, right. And, and pay some money. And pay, and pay some money. A whole bunch <laughs> of money. Cash, big cash, big money. A yeah, whole bunch. Now, uh, Jimmy mentioned about pairing uh, a cigar with particular alcohol. Now, what do you like to drink with whenever you smoke? Oh, uh, it's a wide range. Wide but, range. Uh, right, right. But uh, I do like I do like my beers, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I really like a good porter, like a founder's porter with a cigar. It pairs really nicely. Um, an IPA more nicely with a cigar like the Undercrown that's a little bit you know more on the mild to medium side Connecticut shade side but if you're going to go for something more medium or full body I'd recommend more of a stout or a porter um, you know of course bourbon's always a great pair mm-hmm. right and uh, sure. um, but yeah personally um, I'm a little bit more partial to the uh, lighter liquors and uh, so uh, Hendrick's Gin Okay. Um, and, wow, you're yeah. a gin drinker. I, I love Hendrix gin. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, gin. If you're looking for a sponsor, should I say Hendrix gin like three or four <laughs> more gin. times? That, that's gin. That's awesome. Gin makes you sin. <laughs> gin makes you sin. And, and the reason why I said that is because I, I rarely drink gin, I, and and I've never actually smoked a cigar with gin before. No. So you're, you're about to. I, I, oh man! I'm gonna try oh, it man. just oh, because man. Michael does it. Right. I'm gonna try it and, and see how that the, the cigar en- enhances with with the gin because right. I've never done that before. Wow, that is, that is awesome. And you like you said, man, gin make you sin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want the gin. 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 Yeah, and um, have you noticed that some cigars pair better with? Uh, a beer than others, or some cigars pair better with scotch than bourbon. Have, have you? I, I noticed personally, that? and again, it's all personal preference, right? right? Sure, and so, sure. you know, I like to tell people: drink what you drink and smoke what you like. Right. Smoke, sure, right? Exactly. Put those two together mm-hmm. and see what you think. Right. Uh, and then tweak it from there. But um, you know, personally, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna smoke something a little bit more uh, medium to full bodied. Then I want I want a drink that's a little bit more medium to full body. So right. that's yeah. either the porter, it might be a Manhattan, it yeah. uh, might be a it might be a Grand Marnier and a Snifter. That's, right, uh, yeah. I enjoy that. So now you're getting fancy. I enjoy, now I'm getting fancy, right? Yeah. I, think, right. I think I think I think sometimes there's some misconceptions out there about, especially you know for the new cigar smoker, they think that I mean, I mean this thing is not complicated. No, I mean I mean I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean you know. Smoking a cigar and, and drinking what you enjoy should be easy. It yes. should be and easy. I, I, I think I think sometimes we make this thing a science when it's really just an art. Well, well, that's when you get into those cigar snobs that you know that say, well, well, acid is not a real cigar, or you can't smoke that cigar and drink that particular type of bourbon. It just doesn't work. I right, think that's right, a right. bunch of bull. I agree. You know, John, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a bunch of bull. Yeah. And just like you know, um, people have those misconceptions. You know that Cuban cigars are the greatest cigars in the world. Now, don't get me wrong; they are some good cigars. Dominican, but I've Dominican. had Dominicans and Nicaraguan Dominican. cigars that are just as good, and if not better, with a less price point. People, Would you agree with oh, that, Michael? I, I completely yeah. agree. And yeah, and just about all of them brought the seed right, right. Oh, yeah. from Cuba. Oh yeah, right. And began growing these in their own climates, right. And creating some phenomenal cigars. Right. People and, want what they can't have. Right. And that's basically what it's all about. I think it's the stigma yeah. of them not being able to have it like that. Right. Um, and, and it makes them want it even more. Now, I, now I do know. Now you do have the ability to bring some 
um, Cuban cigars across the border. I think yep. it's like a certain amount or maybe like a $200 amount or something like that. I've heard there's not an exact number, yeah. but if you keep it under 100 sticks, yeah. they're not going to give you a hard time. They're not going to give you a hard time. And, and take the labels off. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I've heard even you don't even have to do that anymore yeah. if you can keep it under 100 sticks. Yeah, you can keep but the labels on Personal consumption's fine. The yeah. problem is resell, right? Right, right. And, and you're not supposed to sell, you know, Cuban cigars in the country, you know, that's what they say. Personal right. consumption. Personal, Personal consumption. consumption. But, but you know, the thing is, I think I think a lot of people are. There's a misconception that, you know, don't get me wrong. Cuban cigars are are good, but I had the chance to go to the Dominican Republic and smoke some of the best cigars that I've ever experienced. Right. <laughs> and uh, you know, you know, Dominican cigars are great. They are. They are great. You know, like I said, I, I've smoked some fantastic Dominican cigars. I've smoked some fantastic Nicaraguan, Honduran, whatever. Um, like you said, you smoke what you like and, and you pair it to what you like. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a science. Um, it's more of a trial and error type thing. It is. You know, and once you get the opportunity to... Um, uh, develop a palate, then you'll know exactly what you like. So when you go into a cigar place or, or uh, you know exactly what I'm looking for, okay, I want this, and then I'm going to drink it with that. Right. And then you're going to sit down, you're going to have a great conversation with somebody you probably never even met before, right. and you're going to have the time of your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I tell you what, one, one, of the, one of the best cigars that I've had from, um, from the Dominican Republic was the um, Trinidad Santiago. Yes. And the Trinidad, I think you had one of those, yes. John, when we sat in, in, in the back. Right. But that cigar is uh, is probably, you know, at the top of the list for me in mm -hmm. terms of Dominican cigars. Right. Yeah. Michael, since you've been around a lot of cigars, you got to tell me, what's the most expensive cigar you ever smoked? Oh, it's most expensive. I smoked an Opus X, oh. and those are a little on the pricey side, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that may be the most expensive. Um, the uh, uh, Andalusian Bowl yeah. is not the most expensive. Not the most expensive, but no, they're hard to get. But they're hard to get. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, a, that's a very nice, yeah. very nice big cigar. Yeah, the Andalusian Bowl, it comes in a, um, in a case of, well, a box of 10, uh, and it's by La Flor Dominicana. Mm -hmm. Very hard to get. They have the, the coolest little shape to that cigar. And the wrapper has like kind of like a reddish hue to it. Mm -hmm. It's probably one of the, the, the best smokes that I ever had in my life. Um, I, I remember when I was working at Burn uh, in Pittsburgh, and um, one of the uh, the locker members um, he used to play for the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I'm not gonna say his name out there, you know. But anyway, uh, he was our starting catcher a few years back. Nope, you just gave it away. Well, but I'm not <laughs> saying any names. <laughs> so anyway, he um, he loved Andalusian Bulls, and he would call me, and he would say, "Hey, hey, puppy." You got the bulls? You got the bulls? <laughs> and I'm like, man, you know how hard they are to get. And he's like, come on, man. You got to get the bulls. You got to get the bulls. And, and it was just so funny, you know, just talking to this guy and how how much he loved the La Florida Dominicanas and that Andalusian. But that is an awesome smoke. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy. Most expensive it's smoke. It's James. James. I can, James. But you know Dr. what? Dr. But, but we go way back from no, high school. Right, I'm trying right. to break it. No, no, no. It's good. It's good. It's good. You know, um, I don't know, man. I mean, 
I don't, you know what, you know, to me, the you know the expensive cigars are not the best cigars always for me. Right, exactly. Uh, I, know, I agree I, with I, that. I think I think that sometimes, you know, you know, you know I mean, you put a price point on right. on, on cigars, but you know, I, I have my go tos. Mm-hmm. I have my go tos. I, I like I like the chisel. The chisel is a, a La great, Flor Dominicana yeah, 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 as well. It's, it's, it's a great uh, you know Dominican cigar. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I I, I I tend to just kind of stay even keel. Right. You know, I I, I, smoke, I, I like what I like. You know? Okay. Sure. And uh, and so I, I think that's what's important. You right. Know, is, is that is that, and, and and sometimes I think that people feel like they have to, you know, have this uh, you know price point to smoke a good. Cigar. It's mm-hmm. just like it's like alcohol. Right. I mean, you you can find great bourbons that may not be you know at the top of the list, but oh yeah, you you, you have to find what works for you. Right. You have to find what works. for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I've got couple, I got two questions. Yeah. Okay, one of which is and being able to purchase cigars on the internet versus going to a shop. I mean, that's obviously competition of some sort. What are some things that you could say in regards to, you'd mentioned obviously community and those type of things. Why is it, why would, do you think it's important for, for individuals to be able to buy locally right there down the road from where you're at versus hopping on the internet and purchasing sure, it. Sure, sure. Well, one, you are some, you are supporting your local community. Sure, sure, sure. The cigar shops are mostly owned by individual local uh, retail owners. And so you're keeping the money local. Uh, second is you get that personal service and you get cigars that are being um, meticulously cared for in the humidor. Uh, we're not. We're not trying to. We're not. You know. We're not a mail order business. Uh, so you can count on the quality. And if there's any reason that uh, you, you get a cigar and it's unraveling, it's not meeting your expectations, and you bring right. it back. At least our shop, we don't ask any questions. Right. We take care of you. Sure. Try doing that through mail order. Yeah. Uh, and you'd, you'd be waiting a while. It's tough. Be waiting right a while. Yeah, it's a long and then time. the wait too is yeah. a lot of these, especially now. A lot of these mail order shops are so far behind on orders. Sure. I hear customers that are waiting oh, man. a right. couple of oh, weeks man. or more for their cigars. You can come into a shop and get the cigar today. Right. Okay. Uh, that I, you I, like. To, to answer that question, I, I think basically what you're looking at is two different shoppers. Mm-hmm. Because people that normally get their cigars online, they're buying boxes gotcha. of cigars. Gotcha. Normally people that walk into like a cigar lounge, you're probably probably going to get maybe two or three sticks or whatever. You don't not too many people go into a lounge just to buy a box. Now it happens, but it's not the norm. Right. Right. You know and, what I mean? And, and there's discounts for that when you buy a box. Sure, sure. Yeah. And yeah, we as a retail establishment, sure, any any box of cigars or 10% discount. And yeah. then we also do something where we, uh, if customers want to put together their own bundle of 20 cigars, whatever yeah. they like, in the right. humidor, yeah. we'll also sure. apply that same discount. So sure. it's not just for a box of one cigar. Right, one right. Let, let me ask cigar. this question. What, what, I mean, you know, based on our, our, our social uh, climate right now, you know, Black Lives Matter, what, what have you seen in terms of being able to break some of the barriers that we've, that, that we've seen in our communities over a cigar, right? What has a cigar done? In great question, James. That is, that is a great question, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't know. I don't know that I have the answers, James. I know I don't have the answers, right? I know I don't have the answers, and I'm hoping to learn more. And we want to do more as a shop to encourage those conversations, and uh, and to continue to expand on sure, that because sure. there's a lot of learning. Right? Right. There's a lot of learning. Well, you're doing it right now, Michael. That's you're it, doing it right it. now. And, mm-hmm. and 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 it's this it's this experience that that I think is of most value. Right. Is to be able to come together over a meal, a cigar, drinks, whatever you love, and learn about each other. That's it. 
And, you know, we all want the same things. We're all struggling. We all have, the, we all have struggles, but we don't all have the same struggles. That's right. That's we all, all, have, we all struggles. have struggles, but we don't have the same That's ones. Right. That's nope. right. That's that right. is so true. I need to put that on a t-shirt. Can I do that? You can do that. <laughs> you can do that. I, I, I'll be your first customer. Be the first customer. <laughs> and it's documented right here. So. Right exactly. there. Absolutely. Right there. Absolutely. Hey, we'll put his name towards yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like, it did have his name like right under his Michael Fiercek. Yeah. Right. Like you that's know. your quote. I like it. Well, you don't, you, don't ha- you don't have to quote me on that, John. You don't have to. Hey, a no. second question, though, that I had was like as far as like like knockoffs or like, and that's a word, probably a cheesy word in the cigar business. But no, it's not. Actually. Is it not? Okay, good. I'm I'm new to the game. So, but in regards to like c- cigars that are that are created in order to to uh, to f- to find a price point yet have a good quality cigar, but without like like example is I just smoked a twenty dollar Cohiba that it was all right. Right, it was all right. Right, and and that's not like like I mean, there's cigars way more expensive than that. But mm-hmm. my point is is is. There's a lot of money being spent towards marketing on certain sure. brands, mm-hmm. and and how how do you find a good uh, a, a good blend or a, uh, w- with, without spending a lot of money? Right. Well, and, that, and that's where these brands like um, you know like the Undercrown and and other more boutique cigar manufacturers are coming from is they they know that they can create at least as good, if not a better experience. Right. Uh, and they're not mass producing. Sure. And, and they, don't have, they don't have the brand. Uh, so, you know, they're striving to create. It's just like the craft brewing industry. They're, they know they can make better beers than some of the big right. um, yeah, mass easily. producers. Right. But they're after a niche market. They're after yeah. a niche market. They know That's how to make point. a really good quality cigar, and they know it, that, that, that it can rival some of the bigger brands and people don't have to pay that price for the brand absolutely enjoy that mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. and and as you were saying knockoffs you, you really don't have to worry about that until you start to deal with cubans because mm-hmm. cuban cigars are the oh, ones yeah. that's probably knocked off the most oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah so oh, yeah. um uh, I would advise you if, if you want to indulge in those particular type of cigars whenever you go out of the country. Yeah. You got to be careful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got uh, burn before. Right. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful on I mean, where you get those cigars. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's ways that you can spot, you know, fake Cubans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's ways you can spot that. Um, the label shouldn't be on the outside of the box. Right. They, they should right? all be. They should all be uniformed. That's right. Right. Uh, right. There's certain things on the label that you look for. There's certain things on the box that you look That's right. for. That's right. You know the Cuban seal. Uh, there's That's always right. a stamp underneath right. the box that yeah, lets absolutely. you know what factory it was made out of. Yeah. Yep. There's a whole bunch of things that you can look at to tell the difference between the two. But I would just say, don't go get your your cigar from the guy that's standing on the corner, you know, by the hotel that you're in, because nine times out of ten, you're not getting a cue. Yeah, his, his, po- his pockets in the suit is not a human <laughs> no, door. No, no. <laughs> it's not a roll. It's not a real Rolex, and it's not a real cube. It's not a real cube. <laughs> not a real cube. It We've, is I've, not. I've had several customers that have come into the store and say, "Oh well, you know, when I served in the military, and we were in Afghanistan." We bought Cubans for three dollars a stick. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you can't. But you. But you can't tell them that. Yeah. Like I, yeah. don't, I remember. Don't, don't pop that balloon. I, I remember. I had a guy that came into the cigar shop I was working at back in Pittsburgh, and and he said, "Man, I got these Cohiba Bahikes. You know, they're in my travel humidor. I, I just got them back from vacation." Yeah. And he was just so excited. So he opened up the, the, his travel case, and I looked at him, and I just knew. Those were the some of the fake 
<laughs> they were the fakest looking cigars I've ever seen in my life. But I could not tell him that. No, don't do that. I could not tell him that. Be I nice. Looked at be him, nice. Let, be I nice. looked at him and I said, wow. Let him enjoy it. These are fantastic. Where'd you get them from? And I looked at, and, and I said, you know what, man? You enjoy those bahikes. I would have told him the truth. <laughs> I would have told him the truth. You would have told him the truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have busted yeah. his bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah. What'd you say earlier, James? The truth set you free. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it. You had to tell him the truth. Yeah, I say, you know what? I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't I, do I know, that. I know it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Well, I, I know that. So my oldest daughter was born in Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I went to Russia once, and and Russia, you're able, you were able to purchase Cuban cigars there, right? At the airport. So I I bought a bunch of them and came back and passed it out to people. And I also learned that just because they're from Cuba doesn't mean that they're a great cigar. Doesn't mean they're going to be. I said that earlier. That doesn't mean they're going to be. They're Cuban cigars, but. Yeah, but mm, this is the low rate Cuban. Right. And some of them were good, but. but, Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) What what, what, what about somebody who's. I mean, maybe. We know that in Indiana you can't open any other um, cigar bars in Marion County. But what about our listeners who are are listening in other states? I mean, can you talk a little about. What, you know, what it takes to open up a cigar bar. I mean, can you, can you kind, of, kind of walk us through the process? Well, hmm. sure. It's uh, you know, first it's just researching the local and state ordinances mm-hmm. and uh, and what's available. So we went through the same process in Carmel, which isn't a different state, but being a different county, they had uh, uh, different non-smoking ordinances right. than what Marion County has, and with whether or not you could have liquor license or not. And so if you if you go to their website, you can easily get that document, and you can look through it, and you, you can see that if you're going to open up an establishment in Carmel, it either has to be a retail establishment like ours that doesn't serve alcohol in order for you to be able to smoke inside mm-hmm. in the lounge, or uh, if you want to serve alcohol, then you have to have a three-way, right? Uh, and uh, and there's no other option. You can't just do beer and wine. Yeah, and, and and different states, uh, James, they have different laws sure, about that. Sure, sure, sure. Because I, I know in Pennsylvania. Um, you couldn't sell cigars uh, because they had like the no smoking ordinance sure, in their restaurants. Sure, sure. But in order for um, the place that I worked to, to get a lounge uh, and get the opportunity to smoke there, they had to have food there. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and the food cost could not be more than 15% of your profit because if it is, then now you you are now a restaurant and then guess what? You can't smoke in a restaurant. Right. So, you know, there's, there's different laws. Sure, sure, um, sure. Right. Sure. Now, um, I just want to real quick because uh, we're almost running out of time. Uh, I just want to hit the little the, the p- political part of the uh, of cigar the cigar industry. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but the FDA has been trying to regulate uh, premium cigars, so they've been trying to lump the cigars into all tobacco products. You know, like cigarettes and, and those things that you get at the gas station. You know, stuff Vapor, like that. Yeah, and and, and the vapes. And, and the, the whole idea of that is to stop uh, underage smoking. Now, I'm going to tell you this. I've never drove past a high school <laughs> where high school kids are sitting around passing cohibas. I've never seen it. Yeah, 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 no, no, no. I've never seen it. So what do you think about what's going on with that, Michael? No. So I, I was pleasantly surprised to see the recent ruling where um, – uh, the FDA warning labels don't have to be 
what they originally got passed for being as big as they had to be. Right, was like thirty uh, some percent of the box had right, to be covered. Right, so you know they they called the 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 court ruling was that that was arbitrary and capricious uh, for the cigar industry, and that there's no scientific evidence that's directly related to smoking cigars and um, and and an adverse health reactions like you do with cigarettes. Sure. And uh, so that was that was encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, other than that, sure, it's, it's certainly something we keep our ear close to the ground on right. in terms of what directions that we're going. But we found uh, when we opened up in Hamilton County, we found the um, um, you know the, the the government local uh, entities that regulate that were um, very much more pro business mm-hmm. um, and understanding you know the value that we as a cigar shop added right. to the community. Uh, it's, it's very important, and I think that particular um, law that they want to try to pass for the FDA uh, is significant because um, about 300 hands touch a cigar. Mm, sure. About 300 on an average. Mm. It takes about 300 hands for, for cigars to be made. And um, if you think about trying to regulate that, you're, you, you have the opportunity to... Um, disrupt families because there's people out there that rely on working in tobacco farms sure. that that need to feed their their children sure. so if you're going in, into a situation where you're trying to regulate and, and what you're doing is you're telling these cigar these mom and pop shops hey look um you need to file your cigar with us and it's going to cost you $250,000 to do so. So let me ask you this. What if you have three brands that you roll and you have to individually put them uh, for FDA testing, $250,000 for each one? It could take up to four to five years for them to finish testing that. So in the meantime, you can't sell it because it's not FDA approved. So that they're it could ruin you know companies just like that don't get me started john (laughs) don't get me started that's that's real it is real and and it needs to be thought out right so i i'm gonna tell you i'm a a proud member of the cra which is cigar rights of america so i am yeah yeah that's good good. so yeah so that definitely has to be stopped um have you had anybody coming into the shop talking to you about that michael yeah, on the regulatory yeah, side. Yeah, on the regulatory no. side. No. 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 Okay. Nope. Yep. But but for us, you know, that are in the business, that is definitely something, you know, that we uh, we have to to look at look, you know, look at more closely. Mm-hmm. And and that's all political because you have a, a group of politicians that are for it, and you have a group of politicians that are not. You know. Um, unfortunately, that's what happens. You know, when the government gets in your bedroom. <laughs> right, right. Yep. And and taking a closer look at where the funding for those politicians comes from, right. better that's understand. Right. Follow the money. Got to follow the money. Better understand their position. Keep your eyes wide open. Keep them wide open. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. How much time we got, man? This, man, we're we're wrapping up this great conversation. We're wrapping up, oh, man. man. We hey. would definitely have to do a part two to this someday. Let's do oh, that. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, I think and, so. I'd be honored. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. would be fantastic. And hopefully we can do it, you know, at, at Michael's shop. So yeah, we can that's, have, that's what we're going to say. Like, we can do that. The, the, the cigars all around. We can pull some Done. customers in. We can do that. Boom, we can, boom, we, boom, we, we can do cool. video and audio. Video yeah. and audio. Right? That'd be cool. I, that I, would I think, think that'd be nice. That Absolutely. Would be. We'd, we'd love to have it. We'd love all to host right. it. I mean, the goal is to try to get more people to understand 
the impact that cigars right. have on a social element. Yes. It does. You know, it, 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 it does everything, mm-hmm. you know. Human if, element. If, if, if you look around here today, I mean, there are just so many people around who are enjoying cigars and having great conversations. I mean, people are meeting and people right. are conversating. Laughing, having a oh, good man. time. Oh, man. And nobody's thinking about what the hell is going on and outside of this area. And you should be here. And you should be here. Yeah, so <laughs> it you should could, be here. I second that. It Cosmos. Could, it could save us. Right. <laughs> Cosmos. <laughs> the cigars are saving everybody's life. <laughs> That's you know, my first experience, right. and it's been a very warm welcome. Hey, uh, and I appreciate that. Man, please come problem. back, man. It's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to meet you. I mean, I... I met this gentleman, and, and, and this has been great, man. Just being able just to connect and just kind of talk and share mm-hmm. information. We have more in common than we than than, than not. Than you know? not, absolutely. We do, Michael. You want to tell all the listeners uh, the address and phone numbers of your your locations? Everybody needs to know. Sure, oh, yeah. sure. So, uh, our flagship store at Seventy Fifth and Shadeland, Seventy Four Twenty One North Shadeland. The phone number is three one seven. Eight four one nine 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 two. Okay, and uh, the Carmel location is up at 136 in Meridian, in the strip mall uh, that uh, Puccini's and Godby Furniture and the new Beer Brewery North is in. That's mm. the newest spot. That's the newest spot. Mm. Phone number off the top of my head. Don't know. I'm not Google I'm it. Google, Google it. Google it. And our, I, I do know our website though, which okay. is all right. Give us the, that. The cigarboxonline.com. Fantastic. Everybody's talking about the new spot, man. Everybody's Fantastic. talking. So you got you get you got to say it one more time because I know there's always people listening. It's not paying too much attention. They're washing clothes. They're washing clothes. So tell them one more time where they can where they can meet you. Again, come come find us at thecigarboxonline.com. You'll find our locations, our hours, our phone number. Uh, everything else you need to know about our shops, and then come visit us at our physical stores at 75th yeah. and Shadeland and 136th and Meridian in Carmel. Absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. We'd love well, to have you. Hey, good stuff, man. this good was stuff. some good stuff. Michael, thank you, man, oh, for, 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 for me, sitting John. down and chopping with us, man. It was fantastic. Yeah. Dr. James Dix, once yes, again, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, thank sir. you for being on the show. Absolutely. I got to thank my man, JB, for making us all sound good. Always. The producer. Yes. The producer. He <laughs> <laughs> does his thing, man. All right. I'm JT from Yasagara and also the human door. Hey. Thanks for listening. Everybody put some smoke in the air. Peace out.